0: him be exalted above every other hills above every other challenges let him be exalted come on open your mouth say lord be magnified be exalted above the heavens above every challenges be exalted. Be the exalted. Thank you Jesus. Aziz. Your presence, there is love, expressions of your love, revelations of your power. In your
1: presence, I can
0: breathe a love song
1: over me.
0: say never when you come into the atmosphere of the manifest presence of Jesus burdens are removed, yokes are destroyed because of his presence I want you to reach out to the Lord right now and say Lord I'll be your presence let every possibility become possible come on reach out to the Lord say i be your presence let everything impossible become possible. Let the natural be suspended. Let my life be transformed. Send your word. Do the thing that only you could have done. Now go ahead and present that case before you. That thing that is taunting and taunting your heart. I say, Jesus, in your name, everything bows. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, I command you to bow, I command infirmity to bow, I command lack to go. I command stagnation to bow, raise your voice and pray the prayer, do we have somebody who understands that God is the prayer asking God? Thank you Father, in Jesus precious name, we pray, as your email will be loud, receive the answer where you are, I decree and declare to that every impossibility turns around in your favour, I prophesy that what swallows everybody, what buried everybody, you get there now and jump and pass. In the name of Jesus, somebody shout three times. My case is different. Again, say my case is different. I prophesy that the grace for exemption rests upon you. There is somebody here. You're like the your office is like in a shopping mall. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Ghost and something an information was was passed to you between sonny and now and is really affecting your peace yeah. thus is the spirit of grace it is for your lifting yeah. it is not going to affect you yeah. it will never make you go down yeah. it's a setup to take you up yeah. karata bahanaka Makes impossible to possible. It makes impossible to possible.
1: It makes impossible to possible. He makes, makes,
0: makes, makes impossible to possible. He makes impossible to makes possible. Sing with me, come on. Makes the makes the Jesus makes your possibility possible. He makes your possibility. Sing it, shut your eyes and sing that song. He makes
1: some possibility possible. He makes possibility. You possible, you make impossibility possible, okay. Sing possible. with me, it you makes it possible.
0: Not everybody, what did you come to do in church if you don't want to pray? Look at me, everybody. Calm down, calm down. If you don't do it well, you don't see results. Stop being religious when you come to church. Raise your voice like a commander. Amen. And there are things they shouldn't be teaching you again. If you came to meet a prayer answering God, then you engage him. That's how to get results. Hallelujah. You're gonna raise your voice, be absent in your body, don't look at anybody. Listen, those things they said were impossible in this place. It is possible. What can you say about that testimony? What can you say about that testimony? And do you know, do you know the problem in this church? There are many testimonies we've not been able to take. Impossibilities become impossible. You're going to raise your voice with the voice of faith. There is such a thing as the voice of faith. The woman with the issue of blood said, If I may touch, she kept saying it. And when she did what she said, there was a miracle. You're going to say, In the name of Jesus, Jesus. every impossibility, impossibility. that thing that looks like a mountain before Beodle, I command you now. Mention it, I command you now. Be plain now. In the name of Jesus. Pray the prayer from your heart. Be made plain. Be under my feet chocolate. Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe he answers prayers? Then engage him tonight. Is there anything too hard for him to do? Instead of you to worry another minute, speak to that mountain in Jesus' name. You have no business coming here. If you didn't believe it's a prayer answering God. The things that are impossible with men are possible with God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. View that mountain. I join my faith with my brother and my sister. I command you, be lifted now. Be cast into the sea. We see you no more. So shall it be. In Jesus' precious name we pray. That thing, troubling you had before you came here is now under the blood of Jesus. If I be a man of God, will I not hear your testimony on Sunday? Not because of me, but because there is a God that turns impossibilities to become possible. Receive what belongs to you. So shall it be. In Jesus' precious name. Let's clap for the King of Kings. And the Lord of Lords. Revelation chapter number four and verse one is by deliberation tonight, and I'm sharing with you what I've titled "Come Up Hither." Come up hither. After these things, I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. A door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me saying come up here. Come up here and I will show you the things that must take place after this. Precious Father we give you the praise. Bring revelations to our heart. Let the devil be terrified. Let the believer be edified. And let Jesus be glorified in jesus precious name hallelujah. hallelujah let's be seated god bless you love you, Pastor. Love you. Love you right by god bless you come up hither, or come up higher your calling and my calling is not a normal calling and when we talk about calling we're not just talking about those who are called to be apostles those who are called to be pastors those who are called to be, pastors, called to be teachers the Bible says you are a royal priesthood, a chosen, a chosen, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, called, called. In fact, the word church—I know a lot of you know that the church is not a church building. The word church refers to born again Christians. Where we gather is called church, but the real church. Is actually a people called out. The word church is ek kaleo. Ek means out, kaleo means to call. It's from the word ecclesia. That means the people called out. The best way to understand church is to look at Senate. They were called from all the constituencies of Nigeria and they gathered together to represent. People. Jesus looked at, he was walking under the Roman government and he saw a Senate and he said, I'm going to build my own Senate and the gate of hell will not prevail against it. He was actually talking about a called out people out of different constituencies. But a lot of Christians don't know they've been called. The Bible says, consider your calling brethren, not pastor. Now many nobles, not many nobles, not many wise. But God has chosen the foolish things of this world that they may confound those who are wise. That the excellency of everything might be of God and not of us. So the reason why Christians behave the way they behave, some Christians are not reaching out for power, they're not reaching out into their destiny, is because they don't even understand that they are called. Many 21st century Christians are
1: powerless
0: because they don't understand that they are called. They are frustrated. They are a needy people because they don't understand that they've been called. Having said that, our calling is not a regular Joe calling. It's a higher calling. Think about dream. Your biggest dream is lower than your calling. The Bible says no man taketh this honor to himself except he that was called like Aaron was called. It's an honor that we were called. And in case you don't understand what that means, it's not an accident that you didn't live in the days of Samson. It's not an accident that you didn't live in the days of David. God saved you for this time. He wired you. Haven't seen the challenges of the 21st century. He made your type that nothing, no weapon, the enemy brings forth in this century that he has not wired you for. You are unique. No one like you. When a man is in Christ, he's a new creation. In other words, a species that has never existed before. That is who you are. Your type had never existed in the Bible before Acts chapter 2. A people that are kings and priests together. Your calling is high. It's a generation where you can operate like God. It's a generation when you've been invited to sit together with Jesus Christ. Your type has never existed before. Bible says behind you is a desolate name. In front of you is a Garden of Eden. Bible says nothing shall escape you. All of them will run in their order. In other words, there is a destiny for you and nothing shall escape them. A people strong. The list of them is stronger than the adversary. That is who we are. It's a higher calling. And when you see most 21st century Christians with a needy mindset, they're just there in church thinking, what will they give me? What will the Lord do for me? And I'm not saying it's bad for a church to be responsible. I'm not saying it's bad for someone to look up to God for the next, you know, face of their lives. But we are here. Not with the mentality that, oh, God was made for me. I give God two days. If he doesn't do something, I'm mad at God. That is the low life mindset. That is the paradigm the enemy wants you and I to have. We are here on a purpose for a purpose. It's a high calling. So if you understand that the high is the high calling, God has set high standards for us, God, has, God expects higher commitment. Because to him the much is given, much is expected. So in the narrative I read to you, the Lord Jesus appeared to John in the Isle of Patmos and said to him, come up here. The Lord is not inviting you and I to where he is not. The Lord is not making us to be what he is not. He said, come up here. He's inviting you to him. He said, I am holy, therefore be holy. He's is not saying, okay, I am that, be this. He has put his capacity in us. And his major, major dream is that we should be like him. We should be with him. And anywhere he is, we should be there. The Bible talks about the destiny of the church. It says when we come back to fight the battle of Armageddon. And Jesus reigns here for a thousand years. It gives us an inkling what will happen after the millennial. It says, and so shall we be with the Lord. We were brought forth to be with the Lord. The first set of people that Jesus called to, to himself were the disciples. The Bible says they called his disciples that they might be with him. He said, where I am, so shall you be also. He's not only talking about your physical location. He's talking about your status. That was why when he got the victory, he invited you to the victory. Because God does not just want you to be a Christian and just be on earth and just be, you know, living like any other person. He's inviting you to higher standards. He's inviting you to a place of higher commitment. He says, come up here. That's our calling. That's our calling. And if you look at chapter 4 of the book of Revelation where it says, come up here. And I will show you the things that will happen hereafter. In verse 2, the Bible says this man responded to this calling immediately. And was in the spirit. To come up to where Jesus is. To ever fulfill destiny. You can't do it in the flesh. When we talk like that, some people think what we're saying is, don't work hard, don't try to do anything, you can't do it in the flesh. What I'm trying to say to you is, if you are born again, I don't care how long you've been in church, and you don't subvert your flesh, and be more alive in the spirit. The things you are reading about in the Bible will not be a reality in your life. You are sitting here just imagining. Maybe you have issues you are dealing with. Let I me mean, just hear the testimony of that lady. I mean, she was serving the Lord from school, from Lauren. and she got mad that things were not working. She was in the flesh. Who told her that she was things were not working? She was looking at the money in her pocket, the news she was hearing physically. And if you look at yourself today, why are you sad? Why are you down? You are leaving from here. And if you operate from here, you are going to be subverted. Number one, the system here was not designed with you in mind. Please don't respond yet. I need you to Listen. The problem of an average 21st century Christian is that that person is operating from here. And the system here was not designed with you in mind. It was designed for you who received Jesus to fail. So when you try operating from here and you don't get results, you know what you do? You still come to church. You still have our language. But you go back and compromise and even at your highest compromise, you don't have the results of the unbelievers because it was not designed for you. So you're now betwixt two opinions. Now you're beginning to change your mind because that brother who got away from the workforce, that person who reduced the commitment you and him had together is not doing well and you are not doing well. It's not an it's not a new thing it's been there from the bible days where Jesus, the, David had to say rejoice he said rejoice not when you see the wicked prosper don't rejoice because the system was designed for the wicked to prosper and so when you look at it and you're like what is going on with me why is it that I I'm born again your cousin that was all over town got married got a child the ninth month she got married it took you a long time to even get a brother you got married and now you're looking for a child and you're wondering, I got married as a virgin. How come mine is like this? Many times, I'm not saying all the time, those people are born again, they come to church, but they've not learned how to operate from Jesus. They live holy, you don't necessarily see sins in their life, but they're not in the spirit. So what happens to those who are not saved Happen to them. They are not going to club. They are not doing unscrupulous businesses. They are not into voodoo. But what happens to others Happen to them. So they are wondering what's going on. So in a subtle way, they are beginning to draw back in their mind. And Jesus understands that in the end time, these things will be strong. And he says in the end time, the love of many will wax cold. It didn't say they would not go to church anymore. It says their genuine love for God will wax cold. I've never seen anything that challenged the, the, the love for God like in the last few years. 2020 was a year that I was so dumbfounded. Even with my colleagues that are Christians, that are pastors. You see people will not talk about the market. They will not talk about a party. But when they see people gather in church, they start talking without prejudice to anybody. They're not even bothered about those who are praying, even using their nose to top the carpet in the mosque. But you could see, the first time I flew after COVID, I was like, what are these people talking about? We are all locked up in this place, breathing to ourselves. Nobody has any complaint about that. Come on, talk to me, somebody. One of the things you don't know is that the major attack in the 21st century, the preoccupation of science, the preoccupation of the secular system, everything about the system of this world is to attack your love for God. And I'm going to try to do justice to what I'm saying so that you don't think I'm just talking like a pastor and I'm prejudiced, I'm just talking at you. If I have time I'll show you some things. That's a preoccupation. In the 21st century, an average Christian cannot even say in some places that he's a Christian. You could be in the best board meetings and a Muslim will get out of that board meeting and say, I want to go and pray. Somehow, being a Muslim is cool. Particularly in America right now, being a Muslim is cool because they don't speak in tongues, they don't shout around. They just bend down and say their prayers. It doesn't disturb anybody. And in five minutes, they don't pray. But there's an attack on your lifestyle as a Christian. And before long, even you, you you're ashamed about it. It's not because you planned to be ashamed about it. It's because you're not walking in the spirit. That's the problem. And before you start switching off or start picking on me, I need you to listen. This is the puzzle that you've been looking for. In your life, you've been asking questions. What should I do? If you want to be elevated to where God wants you to go to, the the height God is taking you to, you need to get a handle of what I'm about to share with you. This guy's sweet to spirit life. That was how he could be what God wanted them to be. That was how he could see what God wanted him to see. That was how he could encounter what God wanted him to encounter. And every 21st century Christian doesn't even hear God. Doesn't hear God. When you say the Lord said to me, in fact, you have some extremes, you have some extremists who says God told them things because it's cool to now say uh, the Spirit told me. I told you in this church, 2008, a brother walked up to me and said, the spirit of God told me to start a business. I said, what is it? He said, I'm starting a lounge in Guarimpa." Spirit of God. In this world, there are many voices. And there are different voices of distractions hitting you. Listen, there is no set of human beings to be pitied like the people living in the 21st century. Somebody says, I was, I was born again in 1940, I lived only. Let him come and live in the 21st century. When you carry an equipment with you that could both lift you up or destroy you, and it's yours. If a Christian misplaces their phone in five minutes, they are shaking. Their life is there. And I understand that we're taking advantage of technology. But somehow, this thing controls you, talks to you every minute more than the Holy Ghost. The only time some people hear the Holy Spirit is in church. They don't even have a will and they they are wondering why they are losers, they are wondering why the enemy is winning in their lives. In Galatians 5, verse 16, Galatians 5, verse 16, I say then. Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you are fulfilling, now the word lost is not a demonic word, it's just the word desire. The flesh has desires by design. God designed the flesh to have desires for water, for food, for sex, for pride, for the good things of this life. Think about the things frustrating you today. Why are you sad? Why are you discouraged? Ah, By now, ah, ah, by now, things should have been better. There are three things in this world. There are three things that drive the world system. loss of the eyes, loss of the flesh, and the pride of life. The pride of life. Those three things. Drive the world system. There are things you do that are not seen, but you need to watch it. So you traveled and had photo sessions. And you are posting them weekend by weekend. There's this thing that happens to you when you just post a picture and people thought you traveled. There's just this shoulder pad that comes up. If you don't watch it, you're already engaged in the pride of life. There's nothing wrong with it on the surface, but behind the back end. The enemy is luring you with something. And if you if you you are done with those pictures, you get depressed. I can't even remember the last time I traveled. What is the big deal? What did you go there to do? Think about the things bothering you. Who is supplying them? What is it? The Bible says walk in the spirit. And you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. You will realize that the the flesh is not as powerful as you thought. The devil is not as powerful as you thought. In fact, let me read down. This is because every time there's a desire from the flesh, he's attacking the life of the Spirit. That desire is not there just to feed your desire. That thing was shrouded to puncture your life in the Spirit. And when you talk about health, you talk about joy in the Holy Ghost, all those things are life in the Spirit. They're not the life in the flesh. Now, if you read the message translation from verse 16, allow me to read it down. My counsel is this. Live freely. Animated and motivated by God's spirit. Then you would not feed the compulsions of selfishness. Some people are ready to kill anybody just to live right. To enjoy. They will dagger anybody, hurt anybody. They don't care. Anything trending, they jump on it. They don't care. Whether it's in line with their lifestyle as a Christian, next verse look at that for there is a root of sinful self-interest in us that is at odd with the life of the spirit just as the life of the spirit is incompatible with selfishness these two ways of life are, are, are actually antithetical so that you cannot live at times one way and at times the other way according to how you feel on any given day. You can't. So you're still a Christian. You are, you are, you are still at a level where you're still saying, can I, can I listen to worldly music? I know that I'm beginning to touch very, very sensitive areas right now. Why do you think we worship before we start praying and do th- doing things in church? Because music is spiritual. You are still wondering. You know, some people are dealing with what is called reveling spirit. Party spirit. Why are you depressed? Ah, someone is just at home. Okay. What do you want to do? I'm not saying you should be locked up in the house. What do you want to do? Let's just go out. Let's just go out. They're ready to be in a relationship that is not godly they are ready to do anything just to go out it is a reveling spirit and the reason why you are like that first of all, maybe you were like that before you were saved and you've not dealt with it but something is feeding it and the moment you allow that to take over you the life of the spirit can never happen and when the life of the spirit doesn't happen there are lots of things the bible says about you that you will not see you Because they are driven by the fuel of the life of the spirit. For there's something that is called the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. What it does is to set you free. This is what Christians don't know. They they, they see somebody who is in church who is a rebel. Maybe he's, uh, he's perverted sexually or he's on drugs. They just think, you know what? He's my friend. They want to hang out with him. Nothing is wrong. They want to go out with him. They want to do things just so they, they look cool. And then they get defiled. And then their belief system is messed up. They're not able to prove, they don't even know what they believe anymore. And an average Christian, if you ask on the row, pull five people on the row or six people and go and ask them questions about Christianity, the six of them will tell you different things. There's nothing a pastor can do. If you're like that. Coming to church is not Christianity. I love God. Excuse me. Maybe you're trying to say I come to church. Because if you love God, there are some choices you're going to make. (laughs) That doesn't mean you're perfect. Shedrach, Meshach, and Abednego are not perfect. But they made a choice. That made them to stand out. They took a lot of people from Israel. A lot of people, these guys were teenagers, they've taught them in their Judaism class, you don't eat meat cooked with blood. So when they got to Babylon, which is a type and shadow of the world system, the first thing that guy did was to change their language. The enemy wants to change your language. The way you process things, your language is the way you process things. I remember a preacher went to preach in China and he said a statement that got everybody offended because he was trying to say something else but in Chinese he's trying to say when they interpreted that same statement in Chinese, he says your father, your mother are bastards. So everybody said, ah! so he asked the guy, what did I just say? The guy said, said, no, please translate it properly because our language is the way we process things. The first thing Nebuchadnezzar did was to change their language, change their literature. In order to change their paradigm. Change their names. Change their clothes. Give them, step them up because the enemy will always use a bait to collect what you have. But Daniel's lifting in life started from Daniel 1.8. He proposed in his heart. He didn't say it out. He proposed in his heart that he would not defy himself with the portion of the kings what the word? Delicacies. The aroma is smelling one street away. Cooked with blood but smells differently. That was a lifting of this man. I think he survived five kings. This is not five presidents. This is not four regimes. They became king and lived their entire life. They became king, lived their entire life. This man su- survived all of them. I prophesy to you. After this message, the Lord will lift you up in the world system. God does not want us to be isolated, He wants us to be insulated. We're not supposed to be here and become irrelevant, but before you can say, oh, Pastor push people into the secular. Let them, they need to understand what is going on. Some don't know what's going on. There's some things that you think, oh, they should be doing. No. The people talking to you are the better background. I found out interacting with people that some people don't know some basic things. So they're not even struggling with it. They just don't even know. So let me read 16 to 21 to you in the message translation. I'll just read straight, then I'll talk, because I've got a lot to say. Are we all still here? Yes, sir. So that's Galatians 5, verse 16 to 21. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Galatians 5, 16 to 21. The message translation. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Halle, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tap your neighbor and say, I'm going, "I'm going higher. Find a new neighbor and say new neighbor. new neighbor. I am going higher. going higher." This is why a lot of Christians in the 21st century are powerless. This is why a lot of people are not fulfilled. This is the reason why a lot of people they're, they're, they're like needy people. Until you learn how to separate yourself, you can't enter into inheritance you're supposed to enter. Let me tell you what maturity is. Maturity is not how old you are physically. Maturity is not how old you've been in church. Oh, I gave my life to Christ some 30 years ago. Please don't tell us. If you are actually growing, we will know. That you're a mature Christian. Hallelujah. It is how much you have separated yourself from the wall system that is called maturity. So I told you to turn to Galatians 5 16. I'm gonna to read to 21. It said, my counsel is this, live freely, animated, motivated by God's spirit. Then you won't feed the compulsion of the flesh, of selfishness. Verse 17. It says, for there is a root of sinful self-interest in us, that is at odds with the free spirit or the life in the Holy Ghost. Just as the free spirit is incompatible with selfishness, these two ways of life are antithetical to, so that you cannot live at times one way and at times another way according to how you feel on any given day. Verse 18, why don't you choose to be led by the Spirit? So, you escape the erratic compulsion of the Lord-dominated existence. It is obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. There's a kind of life that develops out of you trying to get your own way all the time. Lord, if you don't give me a job this year, I'll backslide, oh. There's a life that develops You need to be taught how to wait. You need to be taught patience. You need to be taught long-suffering. You need to be taught how that if you suffer with Christ, you will glory with Him. You need to be taught process. Look at that. There's a lifestyle that comes or develops by you trying to get your way all the time. Repetitive, loveless, Cheap sex, a stinking accumulation of mental and emotional baggage. Frenzied. Ah, did you see that? Hey, are you there? in the happen? That's frenzied. So I like that guy. I, I like that guy in church. He, he's a Christian, but he, he's a G. who some of you want to be. That's why the, the route you are going, the, 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 the things the Bible says are not on those streets. You must learn many things. <laughs> See, I, like, I like that sister. She's just herself. Who told you she's herself? That's not who the Lord made her. That's not a spirit-controlled temperament. You must start reinventing yourself as a Christian. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's, let's read on. Let's read on. Frenzied. And joyless grabs for happiness. You see, you are trying to be happy at the detriment of your spiritual life. Trinket gods. You are still a Christian borrowing gold. For what? To impress who? Magic show religion. Paranoid loneliness. Cutthroat competition. You are in competitive spirit. There was a time in this church that almost not everybody, almost all the young wives wanted to kill their husbands. Because some people had the means to allow their wives to go deliver their baby in America. Others nearly killed their husband. I had to settle a few cases. Even the baby bags with which you carry your child became an issue. Competition. But cutthroat competition. No peace in the house. That's flesh. Be instant in season and out of season. Be the type that you know how to pose when you get away to pose. When the Lord lifts you and your husband, there is a way you will just fit in like, see Joseph, you fit in like that's always been your lifestyle. But when he's not able, you calm down like no problem. Because you know the Lord will take care of you. Somebody walked up to me and said, Pastor know, I watched your video when you started. How did you become like this? I just fit in. Fit in.
1: Like I've always been like
0: this. Are you all still here? That's the same way your next level will fit you. Kill yourself before your time. Don't spoil your record. Don't go to jail. Because God will look after you. Those who compare themselves to themselves are not smart. All-consuming, yet never satisfied ones. A brutal temper. An incompetence to love. Sorry, an impotence to love or to be loved. Divided homes. Divided lives. Think about what divide homes these days. Think about it. Divided lives, small-minded and lopsided pursuits. And you're a Christian. The vicious habit of depersonalizing, depersonalizing everyone into a rival. I may talk about that on Sunday. Uncontrolled, uncontrollable addiction, ugly par- par- parodies of community. I could go on. This isn't the first time I warned you about this. Is Paul that taught about grace? said, so this is not the first time I warned you about this. You know, if you use your freedom, because there's liberty in Christ, if you use it this way, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. If you use it this way, you will not. Please, get what he's saying. The kingdom of God is different from kingdom of heaven. He's not saying you won't go to heaven. He's saying you will not get the result of the Spirit. God's lifestyle will not be your lifestyle the result of the new creation will not be apparent in your life. You'll be born again pretending to yourself. But you're in pains. Because these things don't function by the pushing of the flesh. You must be in the spirit. You must be in the spirit. You must be in the spirit. Oh, glory to God. You must be in the spirit. If you are need conscious, you will be needy. Trust me, if your need ever was met, you broke Bible rules. And you will need to sustain it to go. But if you want to, to the Lord to take you to where He wants to take you to, and you can say you did not do anything outside the Bible, you must be in the Spirit. In giving the offering, you must be in the Spirit. Some people wonder when they come out for Titan, why are you singing again? Why? Just. You must be in the Spirit. To raise your kids, you must be in the Spirit. All my kids I have for. Every time my wife is about to give birth, I spend time and I say, Lord, what is the destiny of this child? I know where each, I know the one that will pastor, I know the one that will not pastor. Not now. Not that when they grew up, I looked at their personality. My wife can be a witness. From the day they were pregnant, I mean, we were pregnant of them, I'm asking the Lord. Because I saw that Manoah asked the Lord about something. How shall we raise this child? Are you following what I'm trying to say? You, until, you see, until you become weird, you are not doing it right. Yeah. You must look weird to do it right. And you see, I, I'm like a confusion to some people. They're like, ah, come on, Pastor, you are dope now. How are you being like this? This is the only way I've survived. The only way. This is the terrain. The enemy can never win you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Young man, you are listening to me. You want to get married? Please. Don't choose because you saw a bag. I beg you. It's a very serious thing you want to decide on. Very, very serious thing. You must pray. Be in the spirit. (laughs) Because pain is coming. If you only chose in the flesh. I beg you. I beg you. Play with every other thing. When you flip, flip in the spirit and be very careful. You are discouraged. The first thing you want to drop is the little thing you are doing for God. You are not in the spirit. You can't do that. You cannot try that. If you could, I would have told you. There are many people who are dealing with things they cannot even tell right now. Why do you think you are in health? Someone like me, why am I in health? Do you see the way I walk? It's the assignment. I will See, if you want to kill me, just take this assignment from me my confidence, everything in months will go down. Because everything the Lord is doing for me is because of this work. I'm telling you. You see, Miriam and Aaron committed the same offense. They abused Moses. Immediately, leprosy struck Miriam. Nothing happened to Aaron because he was a priest. One day they said they should take the toga from him. What he did since, boom, hit him. James chapter 4, and verse 4. James chapter 4 and verse 4. James chapter number 4 and verse 4. It says adulterers and adulteresses. This particular narrative does not talk about a man sleeping with a woman. This particular narrative is talking about somebody who was doing adultery of religion. He said, Israel, you slept under every green tree. He was talking about them being into idolatry. It means you're serving the Lord, you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and then you still go to a dreadlock prophet. And you still go and pick up the, the system of the world to do things. That was what he was talking about. When he says here, this particular one, adulterers and adulteress, And he explains, he said, do you not know that friendship with the world system is tantamount to declaring enmity with God? So it's what you're doing, it's not just that, oh, um, I, I, I just, I'm not just religious, I, I, I'm not a religious person, I'm a spiritual person. You know, have you heard someone talk like that before? <laughs> Why is it quiet in this Pentecostal church? They say, I, I, well, uh, I don't go to church. Why? I'm not a religious person, I'm a spiritual person. When God was relating with man, there was a way of operated. When Jesus was here physically, there was a way of operated. When it was the time of the Holy Ghost, he started the church. The Holy Ghost started the church. The reason is he is invisible. If you look at Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11, the Bible says he gave some to be apostles, he gave some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints so that the work of the ministry must be done and if everybody does their part, there will be an edification of the body of Christ. Verse 13. Until, you see, he puts a date there. He puts a duration there. You can just say, well, because you went to a church, they, they daggered you that God is disappointed in churches. No. He started churches until we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. You can see now in Catholic, they speak in tongues. In Anglican, they speak in tongues. All of us, will believe the same thing. Until that happens, church has to exist. Until we all come to the unity of the faith, to the knowledge, look at that, of the Son of God to a perfect man. Till the church becomes a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Look at the next verse everybody. That we should no longer be children. Tossed to and fro. And carried about by every wind of doctrine and by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness that lie in way to deceive. That's what the KJV says. But speaking the truth in love that we may grow up in all things into him who is Christ Jesus. Until this happens, the church cannot be cancelled. Such and such and such person's pastor, uh, pastor's church may be cancelled but the body of Christ cannot be cancelled. You can't just figure something out in your head. Anything the Holy Ghost must say must confirm the word. You can't be hearing voices. So, you need to understand that. That God wants you to grow and you need to understand that friendship with this world is enmity with God. Friendship with this world. What does that mean, the friendship with this world? Does it mean you shouldn't go to your village meeting? Does it mean we shouldn't participate in politics? Friendship with the system. The moment you start raising your family with the world system in mind, you are already setting up yourself for trouble. How shall we raise this child, oh God? How? How? How shall we raise this child? How? How? Should we take it, Should we take her to a French school? Do you want her to go to the francophone? What, Lord, what are you saying? Don't pack all your kids together. They don't have the same they don't have the same temperament. They're not going to the same places. Thank God they're growing together. You must be a prophet in that dimension. Don't you hear the prayers I pray for the fathers? I receive everything I need, the wisdom I need, the anointing I need to pastor and to lead this child. In the way and admonition of the Lord. Children don't belong to you. They are inherited from the Lord. You are custodians. And the the way the arrows are. In the hand of the mighty man. Arrows don't fire themselves. You must fire them. The right direction. You must be skillful. You must make them penetrate what you can penetrate. You must make them go farther than you. Ha. You must be spiritual about it. Or else regret is ahead. You can't raise your kids and say, I just want them to be cool. Some just want their kids to talk and speak British English. And then you go and abandon your kids in London. And then they come back home. <laughs> the child is here. There are three layers. They're dragging one. Say, hey, come and greet people. And say, oh, how are you doing? And you say, yeah, that's my song. Very soon. The accent <laughs> will become problems. You must know what to do. You must know what to do. If you, if you operate your finance, the world system, you can't expect to have great eh, s- friendship in any aspect of your life with the world. Is yes, you are shutting. God does not say, please don't worship two masters. He said, you can't serve two masters. The moment you engage one, you shut down the other. Many people complaining against God have shut down God in their lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stop your neighbor and say, come up higher. Come up higher. Oh, I didn't hear you say, come up higher. Oh, so now I want to look at the blessed person. Psalm 1 and verse 1 says, blessed is the man. I love the amplified. I love the amplified. He says, happy. Fortunate. Prosperous. And enviable. If you want them to envy your marriage. If you want them to envy your health. If you want them to envy your kids. If you want them to envy your career. This man, number one thing that we can see about him is the Bible describes what he does not do. What do you not do? Please don't tell me you are a Christian because you come to Kosa. Don't tell me you're just a Christian and you're expecting the things that the new creation promises just because you speak in tongues. Believe me. By knowledge shall my righteous one be saved. It does not work in the advice of the ungodly. You can't go and watch TV series to run your relationship and see result there. I tell you, under God, there are things you can pick from them, there are things you can learn because some of them they teach you to respect each other. By allowing my kids to school, where they schooled at the time the school there is one thing I noticed, they respect each other. I have never seen, I'm not sure if it happens, I've never seen my son shout at the sister. What's wrong with you? Die for <laughs> they respect each other. They don't even use their things anyhow they want to do anything oh my shower is not working can i use your shower they ask properly so there are lots of things we can learn from them from the soap opera how they treat each other the integrity the openness but there are some that are not in line with god's word you must say no to them because when you embrace such things they are setting you up for a life you didn't plan for so you just saw some cool celebrities, you know. They're cool. They show them as they go to church, and then the two of them, they, they have a nanny come home on weekend, and they go, for, they go to a club. Just themselves. It's cool. Doesn't it look cool? Huh? After two kids, they, you know, they, they dress in a certain way, and they go to the club. And they just have champagne and red wine and all of that. Those guys acted a drama for you. They didn't tell you all the back ends. Do you know there are some of those people and there are lots of them in Abuja here. When husband and wife have an agreement, listen, we just have a show, okay? When you do your thing, I don't talk. I do my thing, you don't talk. They are different rooms. I've counseled a couple of them. Rich folks. Honestly speaking, that was when I knew that I didn't know things. An agreement. The husband knows that this woman is going to sleep with a man, and and you know this ideology is trending now. It's a free lifestyle. You don't. We're we cool. We don't we don't fight. So there are lots of things attached to it you that you're going to meet. Because as both of you are there doing cool, cool, we're cool. We're young. There are strippers there. And that, that man is having ideas. And you cannot imagine when they can sleep in a cart. You can't imagine what can happen. This guy does not listen to the counsel of the ungodly. That's the first thing. He's on guard. You say, well, it may be nice on the surface. I am not doing it. But you see, an average 21st century Christian, particularly in a church like this, where we are younger, poorly mobile, intelligent people, I mean, it's so harmless sometimes, you just, come on, let's do this thing. I was, yeah, I was at the club with my wife, yeah. Yeah. All right, continue. Continue. (laughs) Atmosphere is more dangerous than you thought. When you see an unbeliever come to Koza, don't judge them, let them keep coming. Hey, but he comes to church, let them keep coming. Atmosphere is more powerful than you thought. When I'm preaching, I am always not just preaching the word of God or the Bible. I am creating atmosphere in your head. Now, those of you that are couples that you do what I just described now, you're going to get back to that. you see after this meeting, don't mind him. But you get back to what you used to do and you'll not enjoy it anymore. Because it's demonic what you're doing. Blesses is the man who does not walk in the advice of the ungodly. Number two, Number two, do you know there are Muslims that will not borrow you money with interest? Because Quran says not to do it. And you can't force them. You can't, there's nothing you can tell them. They will tell you, I grew up among Muslims. I grew up in Illinois. They will tell you, No. I never do that, and I will not do that. But Christians don't have such standards. Even when, as a pastor, you say, there are some of the things I've said today, you, no church can say it's in Lagos. Internet will break tomorrow. That's what we're dealing with now. So you don't even know what you believe. An average Christian don't even know what they believe. Hey, I have struggles with this. It's different from, this is what I believe. So on this road now, everybody believes what they want to believe. In the days where there was no king in Israel, everybody did what they wanted. But there's a king in Zion right now. You can not do what you want. If you follow their recipe, their cake, your cake will look like theirs. So look at the next thing here. It's not just that it doesn't follow the counsel of the ungodly. It does not stand. Look at that. I want to read the Amplified of this. It doesn't walk or live in the counsel of the ungodly following their advice, their plans, their purposes. Nor stand submissive or even inactive in the path where sinners walk. So you're a born again Christian. You have a fiance. They are seeing you at 11 o'clock in the house. That's the path of sinners. You're not doing anything but that path. In this Psalm verse 1, you see the activity of man. It's either you are walking, standing, or sitting. Let me tell you the the trick about it. You can never sit until you stand. You can never stop walking until you stand. And you can never sit until you stand. So when I see you standing, I know you will soon sit. He doesn't stand in the path of sinners. When the three blue children entered the fiery furnace, and they saw Jesus inside, Jesus said, "Keep walking, keep walking." How did I know? Nebuchadnezzar said, "Did you not cast three people in the fiery furnace?" He said, "The fourth man is like." He said, "I see four men walking in the fire." Why do they have to be walking? Because God wants you to keep going. The first time God was revealed to us in the Bible, He was moving. Until third of God's name is go. You have to keep advancing your prayer life, your study life. You can't stand. You can't say in 2021, oh, after 12 years of glory, I need to relax. You can't relax. A wheel doesn't fall until it stands. A river that does not, does not, does not flow will stink. So you have to keep walking. So this man does not stand in the path of sinners. You don't hang around Yahoo boys. Say, I just want to know how they do it. So that if I know how to do it, I will know how to preach to them. Stand in the path. The path. Do you know how many business proposals people have brought to me as the pastor of Koza? How many stories? Do you know how many things I've dodged? (laughs) You must not stand in the path. Somebody was telling me today about something. I said, son, somebody in this church, I said, son, that's too juicy. If it was true, they won't tell you. Run! run. But he was telling me, I said, okay, I will tell you at night what I think. What I told him is what I will tell him later. (laughs) If that deal was, any way for somebody to make money, they don't tell you. They don't tell you. Amen? They will not tell you. If they are telling you, somebody says, bring 50 million. Um, There's this thing, if we do this proposal for you, you will get 500 million. If it was that easy. He has cousins, he has friends. Then what does it need 50 million to do with the proposal? He could just say, you know what? We can't put our name, we we'll write it in your name, sign that 50% when we get the, but give 50, for what? Uncle. People don't invite people to things like that. So they work in the part of sinners. Don't sit in the seat of scoffers. There are places you must get up because they are trying to damage your spirit. Hmm? I have these cousins I stopped talking to. I started talking to them just three years ago. They looked at Pastor Chris and they said, how how can, how can, how can somebody get healed in the crusade and it's just jumping like that? Little cousins of mine. Little cousins of
1: mine.
0: Because... At the time, they were from, you know, they were very rich. And they gave me a scripture to, 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 to back it up Demons are powerful. They said, even when Peter healed the man by the gate, beautiful, he was jumping and leaping. That this was ironic. Wow. But they didn't know. That even he, that was when Peter started his ministry. he got to a point even shadow was healing people. They didn't know that they didn't understand that this thing moves up. He had to pull the guy up at the beginning. <laughs> my pastor had got into a realm of creative miracles at this time. I told him, I said, "I will never talk to you again, because they were trying to destroy my destiny." Today, there's a difference between the Egyptians and the Israelites don't know what they now believe, but there are lots of stories around it. They now go to church, but many things have been damaged. I do not say this to talk them down, but I just say, I just just mention it to let you know that nobody follows God and lose. Till today. That's why I respect my mother-in-law with the whole of my life. My wife is from a very rich family. And the family of her dad were telling me, what car do you drive? Was they're very psychedelic. They're they're the the elites of Lagos. And my mother-in-law just called me and said, whoever serves the Lord from his youth never suffers. Say, I believe in you. Don't mind them. She didn't ask me for a dime. Don't look at what you're going through right now. I'm telling you the truth, and I'm telling you the truth. What I'm saying may not be popular. It may not be what you came here to listen to. But if you, particularly young people that are here, I prayed for you before I came to church. If you plunge into what I'm telling you, your life will not remain the same. You'll be a shock to your neighbor. You'll be a shock to your contemporaries. Because this is the only way your result can be outstanding by calculating, going to rat race, going up and down, we will not get you anywhere. I can tell you without a doubt. And the fact that somebody has something right now doesn't mean that it will last. This is the one that will last. It doesn't stand with the sinners, but his delight is in the word of the Lord, which he thinks about day and night. It shall be. Like a tree planted by the rivers of water, bearing its fruits in a season. The Bible doesn't say he's bearing his fruit in God's season, in his own season. I love to tell you that when you're supposed to get married, you get married, when you're supposed to have children, you have children. The next one blows me away, whose leaves do not wither? What kind of tree is it that throughout the year its leaves does not wither? And what he lays his hands on, prospers. What did he do? Which qualification did he mention here? His delight is in the word of the Lord, which he meditates day and night. How many Christians in 21st century read their Bible every morning? How many Christians, even pastors? Many pastors are just on the phone, on social media, from morning to... How are you? I just to check on you. They're just managing church members. They don't have time to pray. They don't have time to study. And that's who some of you want us to be. There is nobody that lives like that, that his result can be like mine. I'm not bragging. From Sunday that I entered my house, this is the first time I'm stepping out. From Sunday, the guards in my house, they saw me this evening for the first time. This is the first time. How can my result be like yours? And I'm not talking about the number of people. I'm talking about the quality Direction. And I'm not saying you should do that because you do that is my work. I'm a priest. Are you following what I'm trying to say? How many even pastors read their Bibles anymore? Not to talk of meditation. How many of you get to work and you have 15 minutes to meditate on God's word? You're always on the social media looking at what is trending, looking for slangs. You want it to belong. And I'm not saying you should be obsolete. But choose those things you get yourself into. And the things you allow inside of you. Because friendship with the world system will mess you up. Alright. Romans chapter 8 and verse 7. Those of you that are stretching. I've not started my message yet. And one of the reasons why I'm doing you like that is that some of you, after you leave here, you don't open your Bible, the only time you hear God is in church. I must make sure you hear properly. Overfeed you that, I mean, is enough. You're not put me in trouble. Some people think that preaching is just a talk. No. It's feeding. I'm feeding you. You say, eat! Elijah Hathaway you say, eat more, for the journey is far. Since the next time I will, you will hear the word is on Sunday. The journey is far, eat more. <laughs> Romans eight seven. Somebody say because. because. Tap your neighbor. the reason why you need to listen to pastor. Because. That's not everybody. Tap your neighbor. Say the reason why you need to listen to pastor is because, because, because. the carnal mind because. is enmity against. That's the word. God. For your mind to be thinking like the world system, that mind is enmity against everything that is yours in covenant. The person that wrote grace was the one that wrote this to the Roman church. But like, Guys, this is your problem. You are born again, but your mind is cannot. Now, let me show you something. In first Corinthians three, Apostle Paul had spoken to them in 1 Corinthians 2, and verse 14, he spoke about a a spiritual man, in verse 14. He says, he he spoke about a, a natural man, first of all. He said, a natural man does not receive the things of the spirit. For they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually known. And in verse 15, he talks about a spiritual man. He said, he who is spiritual, that person does not accept everything. There's a judgment. He takes every idea to pass through before he receives them. He judges all things. Yet he himself is rightly not, is not judged by anybody. So he, he looks at the slang. He says, no, I can't say this. He looks at something. He said, no, this is not my, my, my line. He, he, he makes everything pass through and uh, a process before he embraces them. But there is a dangerous set of people. A natural man, we know you are an unbeliever. A spiritual man, we know you're spiritual, but there's a dangerous one in chapter 3, verse 1. It says, and I, brethren, I couldn't speak to you. He called them brethren, they were born again, but I couldn't relate to you as a spiritual people. You are carnal. That explains something to you. That carnal people are not unbelievers. Natural people are unbelievers. Spiritual people are mature Christians. Why do they call them spiritual? They think about scriptures more than newspaper, more than social media. What's going on? He said, I couldn't talk to you as spiritual people. He was talking to a church. He said, you guys are carnal. He said, you are carnal. And who are carnal? Babes in Christ. They are in Christ, but they have refused to grow spiritually. Let's read the message of verse one, two, three, or verse one and two. Are you all still here? Yes, sir. For right now, friends, I'm completely frustrated by your unspiritual dealings with each other and with God. You're so unspiritual. You are acting like infants in relation to Christ. Verse two. Capable of nothing, much more than nothing at the breast. I can't even give you real food; it won't digest. If it's praise, you see them jumping, dancing, doing, what's his word? (gasps) Well, then I'll nurse you since you don't seem capable of anything more. Verse 3. Verse 3. As long as you grab what you feel good. Did you see that? As long as you grab what makes you feel good. As long as the only thing you want to receive out of the word is what makes you feel good. As long as what, you, when, when you think pastor preached good was when he says the things that makes you feel good. Or what makes you look important. Are you really more different than a babe at breast? Content only when everything's going your way. Did you hear that? This is the problem. And this message is not for everybody. Just in case you've been looking for the puzzle, this is it. Just in case you've been asking questions. Are you all stuck here? So when you are seeing a generation of Christians who don't love God, this is the problem. A generation of Christians who don't love God. They are in charge for their thing. They don't love God. God is not in their agenda. In first John chapter 2 verse 15. 1st John chapter 2 verse 15. Oh, I'm gonna preach this thing today. Do not do what? Oh, I wait for you. Clear your throat. Do not what? All the things in what? Do not love the system called cosmos. All the slangs, the practice, the fad, what is trending, you can't do that. That doesn't mean you don't dress well, that doesn't mean you don't drive a good car. But you can't jump into everything the enemy throws at them. You can't. If anyone loves the world, read it, ready, go. That's not everybody. If anyone loves the world, what will happen? you can't have the two look up at verse 16 everybody ready read
1: uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. every time you said do you know who you're talking to who is talking here who is talking here when did you join this church Those are things you've not dealt with. Those are things you've not dealt with. I'm not saying you don't feel important. Please. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying don't feel more highly than you ought to. Ephesians 2 and verse 1. Ephesians 2 and verse 1. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked (laughs) Abba Zubor doesn't know 21st century Christian. Some of them didn't once walk. They are still walking in it. In which you once walked according to the course. There is a course. There is a pattern. There is a lifestyle for the world. That is not a lifestyle for us. The Bible says according to the prince of the power of the air, There is a the prince over the lifestyle. He designed it for people to end in destruction. And it tells you something. You say, that spirit is the spirit that now walks in the sons of disobedience. You can't go that route. If you are the devil, what will you do for those who are doing it? You give them cars. you give them influence, they speak good English, you, you, you make it look like this is the way to go. If it's the way to go, how I will know is that it is in line with the gospel. <laughs> go and check the Bible and see how God described how a pastor should dress. Go and see how the Bible describes how a church should look. You know that there are some things they do in the world that are allowed. But there are some we are not allowed. Are you all still here? So Mark chapter number 8 from verse 22. This is going to be my last scripture. Are you glad? <laughs> Mark 8, 22. I'm going to read from 22 to 26. Then he came to Bethsaida. This is not Bethesda. This is Bethsaida. It's another city entirely. And they brought a blind man to him and he begged him to touch him. What did he beg to do? To touch him. And he took the blind man by hand, which means if I took you by hand, I must have touched you. Why would they say you touched him? Because they saw that he had taught blind Timeus, the son of Timeus, and he had his sight. But he only taught this man. He held him and walked with him for hours. There was no result. Uh, I'm getting somewhere tonight, too. Okay? Let him out of the town when he had spit on his eyes. And put his hand on him. He asked him if he saw anything. Next verse. And he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. And then he put his hand on his eyes again and made him look up. And he was restored and saw everything clearly. Look at the next verse, everybody. Then he sent him away to where? To where? To where, to where? saying, Neither go into the town. Ah. So that town was not his house. <laughs> Nor tell anyone in the town. Ladies and gentlemen, this narrative is a crazy one. This man was blind, and obviously he was not blind, he was not blind from birth. How I knew he wasn't blind from birth was that when they laid hands on him, he saw men walking like trees. He knew what trees looked like. He knew what trees looked like. But he engaged into a town that was not his town. What kind of town is this that collects vision from men? What kind of town is this that collects one's destiny and gives you a warped one? What kind of town is this that makes you incapacitated? What kind of town is this? What kind of town is this? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. A wrong location can affect your progress. A wrong location. And that this is a problem of a lot of Christians. Wanting to be cool. This same thing that affected you in school is still affecting you. You want to be cool. You want to belong. to. Even as a pastor, you want to hang out with the right people. Even when what they are doing is wrong. You just want to belong. There are a lot of people who make statements just to be in good books. You cannot pray like that if you want to please God. You cannot. If you could, I would have told you. Not that we become controversial. We have to be smart, diplomatic. But you have to be wise. Your location in the spirit can cause a dislocation for you in the spirit. Many would have mattered in this life, many would have lived lives of impact, but because of their location, the people they hang with, because atmosphere is everything they have potentials to change their world, they have potentials to change everything, but their location. Their location they brought this blind man to Jesus, and they had just one request that they should touch him because. There was a man who was blind. It was called blind by Timius, the son of Timaeus. This man heard about Jesus. He couldn't read his Bible, but he must have, out of the money he made every day, begging, giving somebody money to read the book of Isaiah to him, to read the book of Jeremiah to him. He was a lover of God because nobody told him that he was son of David. They just told him there's a guy who used to heal people. He must be the Christ. And he knew that the Christ was coming as the son of David. When Jesus was passing. He didn't only say healer. He didn't only say helper. He said something that correlates. With what was written concerning him in the volume of the books. He had meditated on God's word day and night. He said Jesus. And he called his own address. Son of David. This guy operated like Peter. He knew that Jesus was the Son of God. Jesus stopped. He said, What should I do for you? He said, That I may see. He said, Receive your sight. And he received his sight. This man was blind, but he could see. This man was blind. But it was in a location. The wall system told him, shut up. You can't shout like that. You have to be psychedelic. There are a lot of people who don't praise in church because they thought, oh, there are a lot of cameras here. I mean, you know, uh, they're too vain. Newsflash big boys love Jesus. They're just thinking, if I dance too much now, that, that lady. Oh, you know, what oh, would she think about me? You're missing it. That's when that lady will like you. Except she's not the one you should get married to. Some, they're checking out their shoes. Oh God, how much you buy that shoe? They say, shut up. You can't, you can't shout like that. The Bible says he raised his voice more. I said, I don't care what you think. I don't care what you think. You know one other thing that guy did? I wish I could describe this thing, but I don't have time. You know, when you go to Lagos, you will see people with jackets. Or Joe Alaba, zone one. Before you could ride Okada. In that zone, they had to register you. So to beg on that spot, he had to have gone to show himself to the high priest. The high priest would have given him a jacket to be able to beg for offering there. When the master called for him, he took that jacket. He threw it away. I will not need you anymore. Is he not the son of David? I mean, the expectation you bring to church sometimes is that, okay, I'm here, I'm going to remain the same, I'm going to go back. I'm just bored, you know, I don't have money to go watch movies at uh, Silverbird. They have a good screen here, they have good music, let me just go there, have fun, hang around people, or maybe you're one of those who come to steal the phones. Because if you came for the Jesus you came for, you would throw with a jacket. Because you know there's some things you came in with, you will not need it anymore. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Do you know that guy did not need that jacket? So they brought this particular man to Jesus. That he may touch him. And to my shock and surprise. Jesus held his hand. And was walking with him. Sir, where are you going? He was walking with him. Sir, where are you going? It took him out of that town. Child of God. You are listening to me now. You need to get out of that town. The town we are talking about may not be a literal town. Where is that place where when God ignites you on fire, no matter the fire, when you get to that town back again, they pour cold water on you. Which relationship is that? Which, which, which acquaintance is that? Which of your relation is that? That every time you are on fire, where is that place that every time you're on fire you get back there no matter how fire the thing is it's as if the poor cold water on you. Where is that place? The Bible says in verse 26 when the man was healed I don't want to belabor it. This, this text it said to him go to your house but please don't go into that town. His house was not in that town. What made him stroll into that town? Child of God, the problem of the prodigal son was not because he took his inheritance. The problem of the prodigal son was that he, after taking the inheritance, he went to join himself to be a citizen of another country. You don't belong to the people you're hanging around. The people you are trying to behave like, that's not where you belong. I'll tell you something today and I hope you believe me. I told you on Sunday how I joined Black Axe. And in a few months, I became their chief priest. And I will be the only person to wear white in the middle of them. God of heaven is my witness. I say this in the spirit and I lie not. Sometimes, I'm in the middle of everybody. I'm singing. And I hear, what are you doing here? as an unbeliever. God of heaven is my witness. I told some of my friends before, I hear voices here. What are you doing here? They call me priest for life. They could pick it ahead of time that I'm a priest for life. Another thing I'll tell you that you may not believe, but I know that when I talk in Koza, I'm talking to the world. I sing and people fall down. As an unbeliever, I tell you, under God. They just go, there, oh, they just boo, just a boo. Maybe they were drunk, I can't tell. But I'm telling you, it is not today that I saw it. There's something you are that the enemy is twisting. There's a place you're standing that you don't belong. There is something you carry that is making people throng towards you. And you think that's you. No, the enemy is only taking what God has placed in you and diverting it to his glory. But tonight, I prayed for you. Every single thing is turning back. Every lost glory is coming back. In the name of Jesus. The Lord told me there are people that will be here today or listening to me. The Lord spoke to you as a teenager. There are things you heard. There are dreams you heard. Literally, you slept and and saw some dreams and right now you're forgotten about them. After tonight, those things are coming back to you again. Every gift, every strength God has placed on your inside is going to be used for God's glory. The enemy has lost over your life in the name of Jesus. This guy did not belong there. What town is this? What town is this? That people enter and their visions become blurry. What town is this? That incapacitates men of vision, of destiny. What society did you join? What friendship do you have? No matter, no matter the fire you carry, it's as if the pour cold wrote on you. You're here tonight saying, Lord, I love you. I love God. Maybe what you needed to have said was, I love church. Because if you love God, you'll be enjoying the liberty of the sons of God. And you will, every time the, church, the door of the church is open, you will understand that you're here to exhibit the love of God. Because friendship with the world is tantamount to, 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 to declaring enmity with God. Let me tell you what this town allows to happen to you. Separates you from God. Brings out carnality in you. It makes you needy. You're just a needy person. Every time you come to God, you, Lord, what will you do for me? Lord, I need this. You're just a needy, you are a needy person in a relationship with God. You become a prey for the enemy. You're confused about your destiny. And you make mistakes that are fatal from time to time because you are positioned as a needy person one of the major things that causes this is that you just want to please men. In Galatians 1 and verse 10. Galatians 1 and verse 10, Apostle Paul was talking there. He says, and God called. Galatians 1 and verse 10. Galatians 1. He says, for do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? If, for if I still please men, I will not be a bond servant of Jesus Christ. Some of you, you are just to please men. You don't understand your assignment. You don't understand what it is to live for God. And that has to change today. I don't know why my life is going zigzag. I know, and that's what I'm talking to you. I don't know why the joy I had before has eluded me. I know, and that's what I'm talking to you. My creativity has shut down. There's a the spirit in man, and the breath of the Almighty grants him understanding. I know why you shut down the flow of grace. And that's why Apostle Paul says don't frustrate grace. Because grace can be frustrated. You can grieve the Holy Spirit by choosing to live like you are a worldly person. There's a thin line and you must watch it. James 1, says, Lay aside all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. Receive with meekness the engrafted word or the implanted word that is able to save your mind, your emotions, your imagination needs to be saved even after you become a new creation. You need to yank yourself from those things. And the problem is very enormous. The people you met in church will tell you, how old are you now that you want to be spiritual? How, how, how many life, How many years are, is it left to live on this earth that you'll be wearing the armor of iron? Calm down. Enjoy life. Even when this pastors is talking, do you know what they do? I beg you. How long will you spend on earth? That you will not enjoy yourself. Your prayer is too much. Calm down. You are always in church. Why are they saying you are always in church? When you spend three hours on Tuesday, three hours on Sunday. Out of 168 hours. You are still contending with the six hours out of 168 hours in a week. People don't love God. People don't love God. People don't love God. What is this town Bethsaida? In Matthew 11 and verse 20, Jesus Christ was bothered about Bethsaida. The Bible says that he rebuked the cities in which most of the mighty works had been done. Because they did not repent. Look at verse 21. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, cursed be you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works which were done in you were done in Tyrus and Sidon, they would have repented. The spirit of Bethsaida is still at work. You are ever learning. You are not able to come to the knowledge of truth. God has done many things for you. God has saved you from the edge of the sword. You've escaped Pharaoh. You've escaped the Red Sea. He's done several things, but yet he doesn't change you. Because of the spirit of Bethsaida. He's the spirit of the world. He's the spirit of give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Give me. What have you done for me lately, God? Where will you be useful to God? I was talking to someone on Sunday. I said, by now, you should be useful in this church. By my investment in your life, you're still giving us trouble. You're not useful. It says Timothy is useful for me in ministry. Epaphroditus, useful for me in ministry. You're not useful. You're just causing trouble. Not only in church, but generally in the body of Christ. The only way God can help you out of Bethsaida, help you in bedside, is to take you out of bedside. You have to get out. You have to get out. Because there's this mindset. You don't even know how to choose friends. You're just looking for those who are cool. You're so vain, looking at bags, looking at shoes. Those are things that should accompany you. Those are not the way you should. Those are not things that should determine your life. Those are, those are, I don't know what to do. those, those, those are. Those are tools. You're not nice to people until you see their car. Your fruit of the spirit don't work until you know where people work. <laughs> Second Corinthians six seventeen. As I close, therefore, come out from among them. And be separate. Don't touch what is unclean. And I will receive you. A guest minister came to this church, very unlike me. I would be at the guard to receive the guest minister, but it was late. I had to, to pray ballistic prayers. So I told one of my associates, please go and receive him from me. We already invited him, but he needs to be welcomed in. a dimension properly. God says when you separate from among them, I will receive you. I will receive you. Child of God, there's a place it's taking you to. There are some of us, the earlier you accept God, the better. There's a mark on you. The enemy cannot accept you. If you like, cut your jeans like this. Go with them. There's a mark on you. They do something, they escape. You do it once and enter trouble. There's a mark on you. Someone like me will never have been a person. There's a mark on me. I ran from God. Even destiny, God has marked you. And that's why despite your struggle, something keeps bringing you back to God. Because there is something in you that keeps bringing you back to God. If you do this, it doesn't matter how many people have the story of your past in their hands. Jesus will give you a brand new beginning. You know the first thing Jesus did to him? He took him out. Next, he opened his eyes. Tonight, your eyes will be opened. Tonight, I lay hands on you the second time you will see clearly. Because corazin and uh, is there are cities that blind you. There's a spell of darkness cast at you. You don't even know what you're doing. You're here today, you've lost your vision, you've lost your assignment, you've lost your pa- placement, all you are chasing is money, comfort. And I can talk about it because I'm a little bit comfortable. So I'm not just a poor pastor who is trying to validate poverty. I'm telling you, don't put the cart before the horse. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You know the beautiful thing? You'll be greater than me because the glory of the latter surpasses the former. But the route to it is not the way you are chasing it. Goodness and mercy should follow you. When you seek first the kingdom of God, all these things shall be added. I was reading, you know, part of my notes on Sunday that I didn't get to. Paul mentioned a certain guy. He said, he ministers to my want. Do you know I have some people in my church? Not my need, my want. I have a lot of people like that in my church. (laughs) Who minister to my want. But what is wrong with you? Maybe Paul and, 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 and you, maybe you guys are off. The Bible says there were certain women in the ministry of Jesus that ministered to his wants. And they mentioned them. People shut down their business for the ministry of Jesus. I mentioned that because Jesus was never bothered about money to do ministry. He focused on God. And God sent people to him to minister to his wants. I was young now; I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. My sin begging me. It's odd for your DNA to be chasing after things and be looking for things. The things you're chasing after should be added to you. I have a son in ministry. I have a son in this church who went off a little bit and was relating with cider. Chasing after he chased after something so much. One day in church, two people share testimonies of contracts. He himself came to me and said, Pastor, I've chased the contract for two years. Is it the same contract that people are receiving like that? that I'm hearing like that. You say, I'm back in church. Every day he's sending me testimonies. He still sent me testimonies yesterday. <laughs> of things happening to him. I tell you the truth I have tasted and known I don't have many examples to give to you because many 21st century Christians including me have not plunged into this God is waiting for you and I Hallelujah Lift your hands Talk to the Lord yourself. Prayer is going on. (coughs) Reach out to the Lord, somebody. Reach out to the Lord, somebody. Reach out to the lost somebody. Sing for me, sing for me. Reach out to the lost somebody. We have a few minutes.
1: Come
0: on, reach out to the lost somebody. Don't hear us in vain. I no
1: <laughs> To hear you say that I'm oh. you. You my desire.
0: No else would do, Jesus.
1: And nothing else can take your place to feel the warmth of your.
0: say father in the name of jesus it may not be a shouty prayer but say father everything standing between me and my destiny let it be out now in the name of jesus take it out now anything any kind of thing the enemy is dangling before me that is making me make the wrong choices let it be out now let tonight be that night that lord you embrace me again let tonight be that night that i find my way back again in the name of jesus i say no to the allurements of hell i say no to the saccharine delights of egypt every spell of blindness that made me desire the wrong things of oh god i command it to be under the blood of jesus my eyes are open tonight Whoever and whatever I'm joined to. That wants to hinder me from fulfilling my destiny. I break now. Whoever and whatever I'm joined to. That wants to hinder me from fulfilling my destiny. I command it to break now. Pray that prayer. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, take me by your hand. And lead me to a rock higher than I take me by your hand and lead me oh God take me by your hand tonight lead me to a rock higher than I my higher than my needs higher than my cares higher than my wants in the name of Jesus thank you Father in Jesus precious name Every string voice is silenced tonight. I don't know if you paid attention to Genesis 3.15. It said, I will create enmity between your seed and the seed of the serpent. I will create enmity. Guys, you can't do what you've been doing. You can't continue. Friendship with the world is enmity against God. From tonight... In the name of Jesus, everything the enemy has used to have a ladder into our lives is blocked today. We shut out the adversary totally. The Bible says when the word of God is sown, this is the major thing in the twenty-first century. The cares of this world choke the word. And the word is of no effect Cares. Cares. That's why I even want to tone down on things in this church because these young people don't know what's going on some of the things you are preaching are not resting on the right things why some people are serving God is because of car no you can't do that you can't do that first of all your assignment God your destiny before things those things will flow don't chase after things telling you, don't you, you will enter the trap of the enemy. Don't chase after things. Don't look at somebody and say they are doing well because of the car they are driving. That doesn't mean they are doing well. If you were the devil, what would you do? you trap them and give them things. That doesn't mean they are doing well. I pray for you. From today, your eyes are open. The enemy has lost over you. It is now time for you to fulfill destiny. I lay my hands on you in the name of Jesus every trap the enemy has set we destroy it now any area of our lives has been winning, we command right now in the name of Jesus we rise up above it right now enjoy the liberty of the sons I prophesy that you have entered into unusual rest by your decision tonight you have entered into unusual rest it is well with you in Jesus precious name Somebody clap for Jesus.
1: Um, hallelujah.